0: Spiders could theoretically eat the entire human population in just one year. A crazy millionaire wants to stage a real-life battle royale on a private island. And a veteran comedian jokes about dying on stage before dropping dead on stage. Seriously. These are the stories for today, Tuesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian, and I'm here for your enjoyment. Hey, do you like bugs? A lot of us are afraid of bugs. Here's another reason to be completely afraid of insects. There are billions of spiders on Earth, and they could eat all of humanity in one year. Isn't that nice? All right, sweet dreams. So here the the article goes on to say, Great news, everyone. Just in case you don't already wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night dreaming of all the things that might kill you on this planet, like alligators, Komodo dragons, and housewives from Florida. (laughs) Here's some more nightmare fuel for you. Scientists now say spiders are literally all around us and could theoretically eat all of us if they really felt like it. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. As if spiders weren't terrifying enough, we now know they are everywhere, and they eat basically anything. So, (laughs) sweet dreams tonight, guys. Buckle up and join us in the terrifying discovery that spiders will probably become our new murderous overlords. Spiders are everywhere. This is a fact. You know, you find them all over your place. I'm going to tell you something. I let them live in my apartment. I do. This is why I've struggled to... The few times that I've lived with women in my life I've you know I've found it it's hard to convince a woman to allow a spider to to just be there in the same living space as you. I've tried all the arguments. I'm like, "Oh, you know they kill mosquitoes, they kill cockroaches, they they eat other they are like having uh, you know, a pest service right in your apartment for free. Like, let them live there. No, no, no. Women don't want to hear this that you're living with. Women want you to remove the spider immediately. And by the way, I'm not a, I'm not a kill the bug guy. I'm a catch and release bug guy, which also causes extra problems in the living quarters. Because the women I've lived with, they didn't want to stand around while I made these fumbling efforts to, you know... Corral the bug and then bring it outside, throw it out the window or whatever. They want it to be destroyed immediately. That's the level of fear that they're that they're dealing with. This is my experience, anyways. So yeah, I, I let spiders live all the time. There's a couple. I, there's I know there's an area in my bedroom here that the uh, there's a spider that that kind of lives a daddy long legs job got its own sort of kingdom over there, and I, I just let it. I'm like, yeah, do your thing, man. Because there's there's got to be I don't have a bug situation. I don't see... I never see cockroaches in my place. I don't see all these other bugs, really. I assume they're either not around or the spider's doing its duty, man. It's a freaking bug bouncer in the corner. Why would I destroy it? Why did I go off on a tangent? Oh, because the scientists were saying that they're everywhere. They're all around us. In fact, all of the spiders in the world weigh about 30 million tons. Scientists estimate there are billions of these. So there's a good chance, as you read this, there's a nearby spider plotting to destroy you. At least this is what researchers found. They discovered that hundreds of spiders were living in a select 50 homes in North Carolina where they did this study. These spiders squat everywhere, in the walls, in the floors, on the furniture. So the hundreds in your home, you don't even know about, spiders eat up to 800 million tons of prey a year, aggregately. That's that's crazy. That's because they're tiny. They are so small, yet they eat 800 million tons of food. Scientists in Switzerland estimate that spiders worldwide eat about um, 800 million tons of their food. Well, they say 400 to 800 million tons of their food, mostly insects, annually. However, some spiders are known to eat reptiles and even some small mammals, which really brings up that yearly weight estimate. This leads us to more good news, because guess what? Spiders could theoretically consume all humans in one year. If spiders wanted to, they could theoretically eat all of us with their voracious appetite. Did I say that word right? Voracious? I have a voracious appetite for now and laters. Spiders could... Oh, did I just age myself? (laughs) Spiders could eat up to 7 billion people in a year. 7 billion people in one year. Adult humans make up about 287 million tons of biomass. So if you do the math, that leaves nearly 113 million tons of mass at a minimum that spiders would need to eat to be full. Does that mean they will actually start eating all of us? Scientists say probably not. That being said, if our spider overlords wanted us dead, they could make it happen. Think about that next time you accidentally walk into a spider web in your bathroom. Hey now! Are you guys pissed that I did this article? I don't know. I thought it would... I just thought it was kind of fascinating to know that this could actually happen. Theoretically! No, it's not going to happen, but theoretically, it could happen. Do you ever see that movie Arachnoid with John Goodman, where he plays a a, a, a bug catcher. What do they call those guys? What do they call those? Why have I, I'm struggling. I tried to think of it earlier. It's uh, it's pest control. But what do they call these guys, or women that do this job? Anyways, they're bug killers. Whatever. And then he comes upon some giant spiders, and then the, insanity ensues. Obviously. Those spiders, I can imagine, could eat people. Obviously, they're huge, and they try to do so in the film. But, like, your regular little spiders all around, you know, it's hard to imagine that theoretically they could do us all in. But apparently it's so. Sorry if I put this in your mind now and that you have to go to sleep knowing this. You know, they also say that we eat about what, there's like, what do they say? In in an average year, I said, in a year, an average human eats about eight spiders that they don't know about at night when they crawl into your mouth. Oh, sorry. They crawl into your mouth. Did you not know this? This is the first time you're hearing it. I could be off. It might not be eight. It might be 12. (laughs) My bad. It might be 50. I don't know. (laughs) A little too close for comfort, Jonesy. Sorry. Forgive me. A millionaire wants to stage a real-life battle royale on a private island, and he's trying to make this happen. Oh, this is going to go quite well. Imagine. Do you guys know about Battle Royale? It's a it's a movie that has a cult following. Um, I want to say it's like from either the late 70s or early 80s. I believe it's a... Is it a Japanese movie? It might be Chinese. It's the story of a bunch of children who are bussed to some island, and they're... They're uh, forced to all kill themselves so that there's one survivor. The Battle Royale. It's a great film, by the way. Um, some people say that uh, The Hunger Games is a ripoff of this original film, which is actually based on an original uh, comic book, I believe. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but it is a, it's a fantastic movie. Even, it still holds up to this day, I think. Some of the special effects are rather silly, but it definitely holds up. This is a bad idea, by the way. A millionaire trying to stage a battle royale. How is this even legal? Let's get into the article. I want details. Having amassed an unreasonable fortune, it might be unimaginable to just give some of it away to people who have nothing or create charities that better society as a whole. Instead, the disgustingly wealthy must get creative, dreaming up novel ways to spend their money, like, say, contracting a real-life battle royale on a private island. Well, according to media, an anonymous person who probably found a lot to admire in Gary Busey's Surviving the Game character... Oh, by the way, great movie that is, too. Surviving the Game. is that the, that's If that's someone I'm thinking of, Ice Cube is in it. That's where they kidnap a dude and put him out into the forest and then these guys go and hunt him. Hunt him down. Uh... Anyways, this anonymous millionaire bajillionaire is looking to set up a three-day event where 100 people get together and hunt one another in the wilderness. To do so, they apparently approached the indirect guillotine makers at, or marketers at Hush Hush, a London-based luxury shopping marketplace and shopping concierge service that sells essential items like bottled Everest oxygen and crystal-encrusted vacuum cleaners. The hell is this? So they approached a luxury rich person shopping marketplace and was like, "Hey, can you get me an island so that I can kill a bunch kill a bunch of people on there for my own amusement?" Oh, here we go. more details. okay, so they're not really killing themselves. The attendees will be provided airsoft guns and ammo and touch sensitive body armor for a three day event with a one hundred thousand dollar prize. Ready and waiting for whichever weakened predator is best prepared to slip off the shackles of the civilized world and systematically eliminate their colleagues. Okay, I'm down with this. They're not really killing anybody. Although I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I, I would be down for them killing a hundred people if they were like politicians or something. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Really. I mean, the politicians are just lovely people. Really. Why would I want them to all murder each other? Uh. Or maybe just the CEOs of the most evil com- companies we can all think of, you know? Put them all on an island and give them uh, real weaponry. And uh, in, in Battle Royale, they have to go find weapons. It's like, it's oh, it's a great film. You should watch it. So this competition, all right, they're not going to really kill themselves, but there is, you know, they have to figure out how to survive on an island. It'll run for 12 hours each day. In fact, in the Battle Royale movie, there's, like, They have these megaphones placed all around the island where um, the people running the contest, the battle royale, they make announcements. And the killing will begin at 8 a.m. and go. And it'll run till 6 p.m. Okay, stop killing. And they announce it on the island. So it's great. So the competition will run on this island for 12 hours each day. Food, camping, gear, and all necessary equipment will be handed out to the sleepy killers upon arrival. At this point, they'll be given time to make camp for the night and, we assume, share stories about their best killings while toasting marshmallows around the fire. Oh, that, okay, well, I see. So, you could probably amass, like, you could get, there's 100 people you could, like, split up into, like, groups of 20 or something and have your own gang. But in the end, you have to kill all your friends because you got to be the, the sole remaining survivor to win the 100 grand. Apparently unafraid that they may may be organizing the Fry Festival of people actually murdering each other, Hush Hush is soliciting a, quote, talented game maker who can help design an arena with an expected six-week project duration. Okay, so they're going to get into this, man. They're going to make, they have to make sure nobody puts live rounds in the model guns or, (laughs) okay, nobody decides to go make sharpened sticks with knives in the middle of the evening. I um, I think this is fun. I'd like to actually be... Dude, I would kill the shit out of people on this island. I'm not going to lie. I'd be into that. Not not really killing them. I'd be, like, shooting them. You could do, like, a paintball weekend. Weekend of paintball. I love paintball, by the way. And I have a group of friends that I go to paintball with a couple times a year. I had to miss this past paintball, which was about three weeks ago, and I was pissed because I had to do a job. And then I had to hear about the stories of glory from my friends, and I couldn't be there. So basically what I'm saying is I'm into pretend killing. Put me on that island. I'm into it. I'll win that hundred grand, I'll tell you right now. Pfft. I'd be up in trees shooting people. I'd be killing the shit out of people. I don't I wouldn't make friends with them toasting marshmallows around the fire at night. No, you're not my friend, bro. Yeah, we can shoot marshmallows, but as soon as like 8 a.m. rolls around and the killing bell rings, I'm gonna blast you in the neck. <laughs> I don't care. I'm all about I want that hundred grand. Am I a maniac? I don't care. A veteran comedian jokes about dying on stage right before dropping dead on stage. This is not a joke. This is a real headline. And as a comedian myself, I feel the need to cover this story. Obviously, in addition to it being weird, it's about an artist who's in my industry. I didn't know this guy. He's a British stand-up comedian named Ian Cognito. He died on stage during a gig only minutes after joking about having a stroke. The 60-year-old sat down on a stool while breathing heavily in the middle of his set before dying. South Central Ambulance Service said medics were called to a club in southern England, but sadly, one patient passed away at the scene. That would be the comedian, Ian Cognito. The medics were called to a club, a comedy club in southern England, at the Attic Bar in a place called Bychester. Did I say that right? Uh... The crowd at the attic bar actually thought it was all a joke, and they continued to laugh, even after the comedian fell to the ground. When Cognito sat down and fell silent, everyone in the crowd, me included, thought he was joking, said one crowd member. He was like his old self. His voice was loud. I was thinking, he's having such a good gig tonight. Oh yeah, good gig. Good gig. Yeah, he's, uh, he's dying right in front of you. Dummy. He said Mr. Cognito had even joked about his health during his set, telling the audience, imagine if I died in front of you here tonight. Imagine that. An audience member told the BBC, only 10 minutes before he sat down, he joked about having a stroke right on stage. He said, imagine having a stroke and waking up speaking Welsh. We came out feeling really sick. We just sat there for five minutes watching him, laughing at him. Cognito, whose real name was Paul Barbieri, Never achieved wide fame, but was highly respected among fellow comedians. Entertainer comedian Jimmy Carr tweeted of Cognito's onstage death. That's commitment to comedy. Yeah, Jimmy Carr uh, wrote a tweet saying how much, how kind he Cognito was when he was just starting out. Uh, Jimmy Carr, if you don't know who he is, he's a very, very good um, British comedian. Really great stand-up actually met him in New York City in two... He did my show. I ran a show at a comedy club in the East Village. Um, I want to say it was 2008, and Jimmy Carr came. He was in town, but no one knew who he was. <laughs> this guy's a famous British comedian, but in America, no one knew who he was. So he did my show, my little stupid little show at this small club in the East Village. I mean, he must have did jokes for probably... I mean, there was like 25 people in the audience and I was losing my mind. I'm like, holy shit, this is Jimmy Carr doing my show. I got a photo with him. God, he's so great. He's so funny and really, really intelligent comedian. Um, I never heard of this Ian Cognito guy, but man, um, this this is a crazy story. Little Britain star Matt Lucas tweeted, Ian was always kind to me when I started out and brilliant and provocative and entirely original on stage. What a loss. Cognito was based in Bristol and won the Time Out Award for stand-up comedy in 1999. The article says at the end, this is the last line, Police said the death was not suspicious. Yeah, obviously it's not suspicious. I mean, he died in front of a bunch of people, so... (laughs) I mean, all the witnesses were there. How crazy is it to be witnessing a comedian on stage say... Imagine if I died and then died and then... You know, I don't fault the crowd for laughing and clapping. Even... 30 seconds after he lays on the ground. I mean, you got to think this is an act if he just mentioned it. But man, can you imagine when he doesn't get up? I mean... Some comedians... I mean, I'm not one of these guys that do act-outs anymore, you know, because it just takes up too much energy. (laughs) But I mean, I see comedians who really commit to an act-out. If they say, oh, imagine if I died and then did an act-out of dying, they really commit to it. I'd I'd be very convinced. I wouldn't be... I'm not going to be like, oh my God, that's he's really dead. You know, not for a few minutes even. It might be two minutes before I even think, okay, hold on. This has gone too far now, you know? And even if I went up there and poked him a little bit and he didn't move, I'd, I'd be like, well, maybe he's still in the bit. And by the way, you don't want to be the person to to interrupt the comic, you know, if you actually respect the craft. I'm talking to you hecklers who think you can, just, you can just yell out shit in the middle of our acts, okay? Stop it. You're not adding to the show, okay? This is the only profession like a live performance where the audience thinks that they're contributing hey let me let me give some jokes to the too. I'll just yell out some stuff I'm helping you're not helping you know why don't you you don't see this in other live performances no one's at a jazz show someone in the crowd whips out a saxophone hey let me just add something to it let me add a few bars to this jazz trio I know you're a trio but let's let me let me add to it as a fourth I can't stand assholes like this so stop it if you're doing it at a comedy show stop it I mean, I don't know why I went off on that, but I mean, I'm using this incident as, an, as a, <laughs> a jumping-off point on certain performances and how we shall behave. And I don't fault the audience for not, you know, knowing for a few minutes. It's got to be crazy, though. That's one comedy show you'll never forget, I'll tell you right now. Well, you know, moment of silence for... Uh, uh, someone in my industry, I never knew this guy, but in, Ian, Ian Cognito, who passed away, while doing what he loved telling jokes this is how i would want to go out too i want to i want to go out in the middle of weird af news doing a story about how i say hey imagine if i died doing weird af news guys i'm joking i'm still here still here guys <laughs> yay hey guys thanks for listening thanks for reaching out those of you who did. And a special thanks to Crazy Carl for joining the Patreon, for which I'm going to sing a little song. So you're joining my Patreon. Well, it means so much to me. There's nothing more precious than sending some cash to Jonesy. If there's any doubt in your mind, you can count on me. I'm covering with news on a daily. You guys know that song? Do you know what song I'm parodying there? Reach out to me and tell me if you know it. Big shout out to you, Crazy Carl, for joining the Patreon. Big shout out to all my patrons. I love you guys. There's about 30 of you there. Hardcore, baby. Hardcore. I'm going to be doing a bonus episode this week, recording with another comedian. So that's going to be dope. And I'm going to be uploading a video today about me trying some weird food. I don't know. I thought I might do this series where I try weird food. Food that I've never seen before. That might kill me. Why not? Shoot a video of it. Put it up there. But you got to join the Patreon to get that. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash weirdafnews. Shout out to Brianne. Ashley, who wrote me, Hey, Jonesy, I listen every day. I tell everyone about your podcast. I laugh so hard I get tears. I just love your show and share my weirdness. I'm going to send you a picture of myself completely asleep. My mother caught this, and it's so weird. Tell me what you think. I think it's weird. And you know what? No one's ever sent me a weird picture of them sleeping before. (laughs) So this is great. Hey, if you guys want to send me weird photos of yourself, feel free. I mean, I'm down. I I just love it. Uh, My my email address is funnyjones at gmail.com. Yeah, just send weird photos of yourself doing weird shit. I don't care. Um, (laughs) Love it. You can also find me on Instagram, at funnyjones. Twitter, at funnyjones. Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Yeah, you could send me weird photos on there too or just reach out and be like, hey bro, I listen every day. You make me laugh. Oh, love to hear it. Makes me feel good inside. So good inside. Make me wanna sing. Um... And then also there's the phone number to the show if you'd like to leave me a message. Um, Not enough people do that, so please consider it. It's uh, 646-450-2012. Do I got to say anything else? Yeah, if you're listening on your smart speaker, you could just tell your smart speaker to play the Weird AF News podcast, and it'll do that. Um, I've looked at the numbers. I know about 40% of you listen on your smart speakers, which is pretty cool. That means you're a lot cooler than me because I don't even have a smart speaker. I'm not cool at all. yeah, I still listen to podcasts on my phone. <laughs> like I'm an old school individual. <laughs> oh man, that's just, I might as well listen on a phonograph, right? <laughs> Thanks again for listening to Weird AF News. Reach out to me. Thanks for being a loyal listener. Please rate the podcast, share it. Tell your parents that it's cool and they should listen to it. Adios.